Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, over there, just a little bit of ways over there in Los Angeles, California. My good friend, 49ers Hubs, Evan Swords. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Not too bad. It's a rare Falcons W week uh, here on the podcast after two weeks of uh, just pain uh, with a capital P. I uh, got to experience uh, some rare joy for uh, this Falcon season. I uh, went undefeated over the weekend uh, with my uh, Tennessee Volunteers and Atlanta Falcons. It was a it was a great football watching weekend for me. Tennessee had a great game. You must have been hyped. I was there. It was in the building. It was incredible. Um, we'll say a little bit different because I broke my foot um, a little over a week ago. So um, wait before the wedding? Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you did. I've literally never broken a bone in my life, Evan. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, I, as you know, I'm a runner and was on like mile three, wrapping up my run. I was literally like 0.25 miles from my house and was stepping off the ledge. Uh, when I say ledge, like a little crease in the sidewalk um, to cross from one side of the street to the other and uh, planted, got caught up, planted extremely hard on my left foot went forward way too far and uh, popped really loudly Ooh. as I was, uh, I had noise canceling headphones on like those beats ones that are pretty strong and I heard the pop pretty loud. Oh. So I don't, I'm glad I had those on because I don't know what the sound would have been like if I didn't have anything. Cause it, uh, it scared the, the crap out of me and uh, went and got it checked out, have the a navicular stress fracture. Did you boot? Wait, hold on. Did you boot it for the wedding? No, was not. Uh, that was not going to happen. So I sucked it up for the rehearsal dinner on Friday and uh, for how, the wedding. I mean, I wouldn't been able to put on my suit with how that. bad? How bad? Well, you would have just cut the pant leg. How bad was that it without been the insane. boot? Huh? How bad was it without the boot? I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm a warrior, man. Uh, when you get into a marriage, man, it's not just about you anymore. You got to make sacrifices. Oh. I get it. I get it. But this is uncharted territory. I don't know if I've ever heard about <laughs> this is like, this is like, uh, you know, a football player playing in the playoffs, the Super Bowl. This is like the game of the year. The only game that matters. I mean, that's what the wedding is. You yep. only get married once. Yep. Hopefully like, uh, statistically. This is... Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh, we're not, we're, <laughs> I'm a week and a half in. Evan. Oh um, no, no, no. Chase Thomas will be married to the same, same female, same woman, same lady. Mm. For the rest of his life, there's no doubt about it in my mind. I um, uh, I would agree, and it was a it was an awesome night. It was an awesome wedding, but yeah, I mean the boot we went boot boot city come honeymoon time. So um, then I just had to get through the next day. But like I will say, and I don't want to like <laughs> I got really mad at the photographers at the end of the night because the last thing they asked me to do, and they were amazing. Like this was not really their fault, but they like encouraged me to dip my wife at the end of the night like as we were leaving after the sparklers and everything. after you've been on your feet yes all night and if you know anything about dipping you have to plant your foot and you have to put a lot of weight not just your own but your significant other's weight along with it i just because everyone's cheering and not, everyone at the wedding did not know that i broke my foot 
so they did not know I was just like bat, just really Oof. gritting it out here um, to get through this. And um, they did. It. When I say that I've never come so close to just yelling the f word out, just uh, one of the most insane screams came very close to happening at the end of my wedding because it hurt so bad. And I got halfway down and was like, nope. And it, it that we we're like, I was like, we gotta go. We're going to, we're going away. I've got to go ice this. I'm going to start crying in front of these people. This is, right. uh, this is, this has to stop. Uh, this night is over. I hope you guys had a great time. Um, this is it for me. I, I got to get out of here. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it's been weird because I've never broken anything. And it's also just very frustrating um hopping around well i mean in general like the wedding with for anyone is all about hoping that you have everything under control Mm -hmm. and to spend the entire night not having everything under control Mm -hmm. must be very frustrating i just couldn't do a lot like i did my dance with my mom and i did my dance with samantha and we got through the stuff but also i don't know if you heard about this but tennessee a little rocky a little hilly so like i had to go up and down a hill multiple times with um a broken foot so i don't know man like it was i won't lie it was rough and then a lot of people after the fact they're like we didn't know that you were like and i was like yeah i mean i didn't really like, want that to get out and like this whole thing so i feel like it would have turned into a bigger deal if it had gotten out yeah but you know we made it through we we power on we, we power on i'm booted up and i'm in a boot until uh halloween it looks like um yeah short-term ir short-term ir and that's the other thing too is like when you read about like different because i was looking up different players like derrick henry uh broke his remember last year he was out two months because he broke a foot in his foot right right and he immediately had surgery and then ozzy albie's brave second baseman he did something similar and he had immediate surgery and he was out a couple months they do that with athletes when your livelihood is based on um your athletic uh availability they're like surgery done get in there we'll put it in it you'll be doing rehab in two weeks and you'll be back on it in a month and you'll be running great in a month and a half right when you're in your 30s and you're a podcaster you're a grad student they're like i mean it's just not gonna be as good anymore um you might want to be careful uh going forward you're probably never gonna run the same again and uh chances are you'll probably re-injure it like i'm terrified i don't know if i'll ever be able to like it's gonna be a long time before i'm running again so i'll be I've already like I'll be swimming like swimming's probably where I pivot uh, a little bit for my exercise. I think, I think you got to look into the bike. That's what my fiance. I just have always had an anti bike bias living in Atlanta for so long where cyclists think the road is the same for them as it is for cars. Yeah, but you're do- not that guy. I'm not that guy, but I would get mad at those people for doing that and slowing up traffic. And I just had this vitriolic hate towards cyclists in atlanta who did not use the sidewalks that were right there or all the beautiful parks that are around our city and they would just ride on like traffic like we're in five o'clock traffic and they're just riding on riding on the the highway yeah. just right it's what are you doing you're, you're not that guy though so you no. ain't gotta worry about that can't do the outfits either like the the skin no. tight look that, they, that those guys do i can't can't do i'll it. tell you this i've been working out every day of my life literally mm-hmm. like six to seven days a week for the last eight years and the best shape i've ever been in was when i was living in santa monica and i sold my car and the the gym was four miles away mm-hmm. 
and the and I biked four miles there and back, so eight miles total. Every I remember day. this era. We were potting at this point. Yeah, of course. And but mm-hmm. like that was literally the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. I was riding that bike every <laughs> single day. I don't think I I don't think there was a single percentage of fat on my body. <laughs> so I, I I I will say, I, I I think if you find a decent little path where you're not interrupting the flow of traffic, you might find some happiness there. I might. I just. I mean, we're in. We're just trying to get this freaking boot off my foot. Is the main thing. But like, I'm anti-surgery. I won't do it. If this doesn't heal right, don't care. I'm just gonna have a shitty foot for the foreseeable future. Because I I've read the horror stories of like getting the screws in and your foot really doesn't heal right. And then I'm looking at like six months of rehab and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, nope. Unless it's gonna kill me, I'm not doing surgery. So I'm doing the boot for as long as I can. But I'm not doing it. I'm not an athlete. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going down that road and being in a boot for like Christmas and doing the whole, no, not doing it. I got to graduate in December. I'm not walking and all that. No, no. So we're in, it's also what you'll find Evan is people will give their medical advice and their medical history to you when you're in a boot where they'll tell you, it's like a way of connecting where strangers will be like, Oh, what'd you do? Well, here's what I did. And then spend 15 minutes telling you about, uh how they hurt themselves uh previously and no one does the same thing that's what i've also realized is whatever the doctor tells these people to do everyone just kind of comes up with their own treatment options they're just like well the doctor said this and then i did this or the doctor that it's like no one actually follows any of the same advice everyone's doing their own thing in this world well i mean i think the one thing i will say uh that I can I can I can attest to wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. uh, especially with a girlfriend who is currently studying to get into medical school and mm. just she started today by the way at a orthopedic oh, nice. surgery uh, for sports medicine. So maybe I can hook you up. No, because uh, I don't want surgery. It's the exact opposite of what I'm looking for. So we're definitely not talking to her about any of this because they're yeah. gonna be like, oh, no, we'll get you in there in and out, 45 but minutes, you'll be fine. It is not the 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 barrier of entry for medical school is not as high as you think. Let me just say that. <sighs> That's not reassuring, Evan. No? Yeah. It also is a business where they want you in there. Surgery is expensive. It's good for oh, the yeah. companies. It's good for the hospitals. It's good for the surgeons. They want to do that. God, we're getting old. We're now talking about the <laughs> racket that is healthcare. Um, well, Evan, you, you since we have been away, uh, we did not do last week's show uh, uh, on account of me being on my honeymoon, but... Uh, you had an experience that I think we should touch on before we get into this weekend's games and our experience with the NFL this weekend. But um, you were on the field. I was watching this I like on my phone. I'm like at dinner uh, with uh, my wife and I'm seeing, I'm like, do I comment? I'm like, I don't want to start this because I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be present, but right. I'm also like seeing this and I'm like, why is Evan on the field? Why is Evan doing this? Like, I kind of need to understand what's going on right now. Um, so I did not reach out cause I was like, I got to stay away. I, I, right, I, yeah, I got to yeah, be yeah. off the grid for the week and I stayed off the grid, but it, you were the t- most difficult person for me not to be like, Evan, what, uh, what is going on here? Why are you now a San Francisco 49er fan? Number one, what, what's happened since I've been gone? Ah, uh, yeah, man. It was crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend for one second. Like it wasn't just the, it was incredible. Um, but plainly put me and me and my girlfriend, Sarah got to join, uh, the great folks uh, at the Seattle Faithful 49ers fan group mm-hmm. um, who I have, you know, I have done podcasts with Alex Carson, who runs that fan group uh, for many years. He is a good friend. He is family to me at this point. 
Um, and I've always been fortunate because every year they essentially bring that fan group out to sit in what's called the 49ers gold mine. The gold mine mm-hmm. is essentially supposed to recreate the same type of thing that, that like fan section of, uh, of soccer games would create, right? Setting the mm-hmm. tone for chance, uh, you know, cheering on, like, you know, really trying to be the super fan group to really get the stadium going. And I, I got to say, shout out to Nick Clark, who is the uh, person in charge of fan engagement for the 49ers, whether it be on uh, road games you know, uh, doing uh, fan meetups at, at you know, some different bars in the cities or if it's at the home games leading this. And so I got to go just in general. And Mm. uh, being that I love these people very much, the last time we went, Alex Carson, who runs the 49ers Faithful Group, went out for trivia during halftime. They have some people come out. He went on the field and they gave him some hard questions and Mm -hmm. he bombed terrifically uh what, what, what was one of the questions did you I, know the answers or would you have bombed too we gave oh i i think i wouldn't have gotten them all wrong because one of the questions jerry rice was the answer and okay. he didn't say jerry rice and when in doubt that's rough answer jerry rice mm-hmm. right and i don't think i would have made that mistake but he you know he did so so long story short you know they have invited me this time and I think in part just because, you know, I, I, I like to think I repre- represent myself as a 49ers fan well. Um, mm. But also, I think that, you know, uh, Alex was excited to see me potentially fail the way he did. <laughs> Set me up for He success. had hidden motives here. A hundred percent. So, you know, they go, hey, we're at halftime, you know, a little bit before halftime, we're going to bring you down. And so they took me down and through the locker rooms where they all walk through. Did you see the- anybody? Uh, well, you know, the, t- the game was still going when I was... Oh, I thought down. it was at halftime. Oh, so they so were still I was going, going on. Down, just... I was walking down before halftime, like okay. five minutes before. So, um, you know, we get up to the, the kind of the entrance uh, to the field in the corner. And I'm with me and a little kid who was about to go do the kickoff. Like when they, you know, when the team kicks off, he uh-huh. runs out, he grabs the, 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 you know, the stand, if you right. will, and then brings it back. And so we're sitting there waiting, right? And she's like prepping me. She's like, hey, you know, we're going to have you go walk out here with this person. We'll answer the questions, uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh Um, And so they asked three questions. They were not hard questions. And I don't know if that was a way to make sure that we didn't screw up this time. (laughs) Or maybe I got lucky. uh, But, you know, I was able to answer all three questions. and win $200 in gift cards, which was cool. But just being on the field was cool. They had me up on the boards. Uh, everyone, you know, it was very funny getting, like, your phone just blowing up. Being like, I just saw you. Why are you on the field? Uh, but what was really cool is then they go, okay, we're done. That experience was over. I was, You know, I, it was really awesome to be able to do that. But then they go, well, now we got to take this kid over to the middle of the field so he can be prepared to run out. So uh-huh. you're not going back yet. You're going to follow us. And then I, we just need you to sit tight at the middle of the field and wait. So I'm just literally maybe 20 yards mm. from all the players as they're coming out to the sideline. I'm on the 49ers sideline. You know, uh, Spencer Burford, who's the, the new the new uh, guard that we drafted this year, is up on the bike, you know, <laughs> uh, getting warmed <laughs> up. Mike McGlinchey, the right yeah. tackle, is walking over. He's the largest human being I've ever seen in my life. Um and I was just sitting there for like mm. 10 minutes, just on what felt like forever uh, on the field. And it was amazing. Did you I say mean, something to him? I mean, I was, I was a little far away. Okay. Um, 
But you know what? The the small world this is, we all know my White Claw. Yes. Um, you know, affiliations and the uh-huh. white the White Claw group that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, uh, you know, Robert Lloyd, who is the son of the team fort photographer. Mm-hmm. Is also one of the equipment guys. He works mm-hmm. for the team as well. So he's on the field and he walks over to me and he's like, "Yo, why are you here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I wish I knew, dog. I wish I knew." Mm-hmm. He's holding Trent Williams's like chain on his neck like he does every game. I'm like, "All right, man. It's good to see you. I'll catch you later." Um, but yeah, got to go on the field. Got to got to see some things I never expected I'd be able to see, and that and I won won two hundred bucks. So what was one of the questions you got asked? I mean, I think it was like who, uh, you know, who, who caused the fumble last year during this game uh, to win the game, and it was the answer was Talanoa Hafunga. Did they give you choices, or did you just have to go off the dumb? Uh, they gave you it was multiple choice. Okay. It, so it was three multiple choice questions. Another question was like, you know, uh, who who did this play, and it was obvious that it was Dre Greenlaw, like. I mean, like, I don't think a normal fan would be able to get those questions right. But if you follow the team, like, in any, you know, even at the bare minimum, I think you're going to get them right. So but I don't see, know. I think it's more, I was more wondering, too, of like, you could know it, but like, you could freeze up, man. Like, with all those people around, you're on the field. It's different to answer it, questions like that. Was it for you? It was terrifying. And the one thing that I will say, though, the third question, everyone was like, oh, you mm-hmm. didn't know it. You had to guess. And the reality was, I was trying to think about in my head how to pronounce Talanoa because mm. that's his name, Talanoa Hafanga. And, and brother, just to <laughs> go, just to like, just to have the thought in my head, how do you pronounce that? And then thinking about it, that took so long in mm. real time. Like, and everyone was like, oh, you don't, he didn't know, you didn't know that last one. I was like, no, I knew the question right away. I was trying to think yeah. about how to pronounce his name without butchering it. And just like to, to, to use your brain in that moment is impossible. Impossible. Did they get your name right? Did they ask you ahead of time? Is it Sowards? Is it yeah, Swords? They, they asked me how to pronounce it ahead of time. And I, to which I, I, uh, I said, you know, it's like two swords, the plural of sword. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we got it. That's easy. No, unlike like not a, unlike like that, Chase Thomas, I was gonna who's say. been on the same podcast with me for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not that. Goodness gracious. Um, well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're able to do that. Um, it's what it's it's funny. You and I are very different because, like, if anyone asked me to do that, I'd be like, absolutely not. Because if I crater, there's no upside for me. Where if I if I mess up, then I'm gonna be joked. It's gonna be a running joke for the rest of my life. If I get everything right, they're gonna be like, well, duh, you're the sports renaissance man. You do this for a living. There's no upside for me doing something. But like the that. ups the upside was. I mean, I I, I kindly disagree because if it was Tennessee or Atlanta, you would have yeah. got it right. And the upside is every single person in that stadium was cheering for you and hyped. That's true. I mean, literally, when I was walking over to the other sideline, right, just like waiting, like yeah. not even even part of anything, just walking over, everyone at the bottom, like the top, you know, the the bottom of the stands was like pointing at me. They're like, "Yeah, good job, you did it, you killed it," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, it's me." Yeah. Like it was, ah, top, 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 top experience. It was great. I, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. That's awesome. Um, but at some point, unfortunately, we're going to talk about your actual 49ers watching this weekend because um, that was rough. We'll we'll go we'll get yours out of the way because my experience is a little bit different. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't all uh, roses with the Falcons and Seahawks, but um, we'll get to that in a second. Your team, your what we call this segment, 
uh, our team, our time, our team. It's a, it's a little bit of a mouthful there. Um, but your team, Jimmy G, steps out the back of the end zone. Dan Orlovsky is loving it on Twitter. Um, yeah. Jimmy G has really the game from hell, but he's running for his life uh, virtually all night. A um, lot of lot of problems in this one. Um, injuries, obviously, a part of this too. But what what happened in this game? What happened to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, yeah. in Denver last night, Evan? So, you know, I am, I think, without a doubt, one of Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest defenders. I have been forever. And that's how I've always been with all 49ers QBs. You know, whether it was Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, like, I'm, that's just, I, that's the type of fan I am. Even mm. if they play bad, I'm going to look for the good. And even if they are, you know, are losing games, I'm going to try and figure out a way to be positive about it. And I will be the first to say Jimmy had a terrible game. Mm. He had, and it sucked, too, because... It's just like the dichotomy that is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He had some fantastic throws. Like mm. the throw to, uh, you know, a fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, mm. was one of his best throws I've ever seen. Just fantastic. Right on the sideline, toe tapper to a fullback. You know, he had some throws where he was throwing into triple coverage. Looked great. But the problem was, is, you know, a lot of people want to talk about how, oh, the downfield passes with Jimmy Garoppolo are a struggle. Mm. And I... I, you know, to I kind of toe the line there. I, di- I, I disagree in that I don't think Kyle really gives him an opportunity to excel there, let alone be comfortable making those throws. But, like, you know, the, he throws that 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 route to, to Kyle Juszczyk, a fullback. Again, I, I'd like to, you know, emphasize that. Mm. That was an incredibly hard throw, and it was not a short pass. And he killed it. Mm. But then there was another throw, you know, to Devo that he overthrows the ball and it's a terrible throw towards the, you know, the right sideline. There was a there was a play where Debo was just running and he wasn't even looking at him. And that was kind of like the argument that I was trying to have all day today where it's like there's a lot of fans that look at sports and I think the NFL in general, right? And you know, they go home and they watch the film and you know, they see the route where uh, you know, they he throws it to George Kittle, but Debo's open, and they're like, "Ah, Jimmy missed this throw. He should have hit this person. You know what an mm-hmm. idiot!" And like, I'll you know, I'll give it to you if Jimmy throws a you know has a bad throw, which he did multiple times last night. He had some terrible throws. He had a couple interceptions. He had a, a safety slash pick six that it wasn't a pick. I was six gonna say it, that's something safety. that's gonna be forgotten about. Is it, it's better that he did what he did. Like it was actually the right play. Well, and there was the- also like the the tipped interception that mm. you know DJ Jones, 49ers legend, tipped. Yeah. That was likely going to be a pick six as well. The way the ball was going thrown. If it wasn't for the Jones, bad one was the end with triple yeah, coverage. No. Basically, that was it. Right, but the the one that got tipped, mm. right, the only intercepted ball of the night. If he hadn't have tipped that ball, mm. he might have got intercepted to a pick six. Like the person, the linebacker, like saw it and was yep. going for it. And when DJ Jones tipped the ball. You see the linebacker in the background. They weren't excited. They were like, mm. ah, because they knew that they were going to get that ball and run up to the house. So, you know, what I would say is this overview of the game. 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. They held the team to best in the NFL. I like I won't hear differently. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, mm-hmm. in spite of the fact that the 49ers were literally one of nine on third down and could not keep the defense off the field. Mm the defense, they were the best defense on the on the field. If it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo throwing an absolutely terrible ball that got that got tipped 
and got picked and gave them really incredible field goal position, which allowed Melvin Gordon to run from the one yard line. The the Broncos were nowhere near scoring last night. They so you don't pl- seem like you're all that concerned long term with the Niners. You think this was just the game from hell? I I, I think it, I don't even know that it was game from hell. Uh, I you know some people and I'm once again I try to be like as much as I'm a homer I try to be realistic with my my thoughts mm. and and you know some people think that well hey Jimmy didn't have the playbook all off season Jimmy wasn't practicing with the team right Jimmy mm. was convinced he was leaving. Yeah. Some people, some people think that, you know, Hey, Jimmy's Russie. We didn't have him practicing. Yeah. I, I, as a Jimmy supporter, even I'm like, well, dude, he's been with the team for five years. You think he doesn't know the, the playbook hasn't changed. Like he's right. Like, like come on. So, um, he's also got, uh, financial incentives to be as ready to go as humanly possible. Every right. game counts significantly for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right and he now. also played much better against Seattle. Yeah. I, well, we, so, everybody after playing Seattle this week, uh, Evan, everyone's going to play good against this team. Uh, Seattle is, uh, a lot of fun to get your offense back on track. It's, yeah. a, it's a good time. I wish we could play them all, all year long, Yeah, but yeah, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm worried because I do think that the 49ers defense is suffocating their hmm. linebackers. You, you got to remember the 49ers defense going as far back to 2011 with, with Alex Smith always had decent corner play and decent safety play. And it was the front four, the front seven that allowed them to do things that were absolutely incredible on defense. Mm. That's not the case this year. They have that same strong front defensive line. And they also have really good corner play. Deomadre Lenore, who, you know, go ducks, <laughs> who basically didn't play last year, yeah. came in and replaced the nickel over rookie Sam Womack. You know, Kwan Williams, who also was on the the Broncos this game, uh, who basically had you know I think uh, the 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 play that really won him the game. Uh, Lenore played fantastic in the nickel spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the the like low key best signings in free agency last year, Charvarius Ward mm-hmm. from the Chiefs. There was a play that Russell Wilson did as Russell Wilson magic and tossed the ball that Ward like batted down with like mm-hmm. the most athletic play I've ever seen from a 49ers corner. I guarantee Russell Wilson's like, th- that's never happened to me in the 800 times I've beat the 49ers hmm. every single time he threw that play. It was a guarantee that they were going to catch the ball, but like, this is different. It's a different year. And so the 49ers defense is fantastic. Nick Bosa is insane. I think he really will genuinely be competing with Michael Parsons this year for defensive player of the year. Um, and the corner play is fantastic. You've got rookies stepping up. It's it's incredible. But none of that matters if Jimmy can't get the ball in the end zone. Did Kyle call a bad game, though? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing okay. nobody wants to talk about. Everyone wants to talk about how Jimmy, you know, obviously. And, and by the way, Jimmy, that was really dumb uh, to, to, you know, get a safety called on you in the end mm-hmm. zone. But, you know, people said it during the game. And then Kyle admitted to it afterwards He's like, I shouldn't have called the screen. Hmm. You know, that was my bad. I put him in a terrible position because where are you going to go? And, right. and you know, the, the punting was, by, by the way, one of the best punting games I think I've ever seen. The small storyline that it is. Hmm. Um, that was the third time that game. What was it like that, 18 total punts in this game? Yeah. And, but like three times that the ball was on the one yard line for a team. So the the other time the 49ers had the ball on the one they ran it and they got like 3 or 4 yards and got out of there a little bit to give them some breathing room this mm. time Kyle calls a screen and Jimmy's like you know doing the best that he can now i this is the, this is kind of what i'm really confused about 
Jimmy's best throws are in the mm-hmm. middle. If you look at statistically, if you look at the grid of the NFL field, where Jimmy does the best, it's down the middle. Where does George Kittle the most dangerous? Kittle in the middle, right? It's like literally it rhymes. We use it mm-hmm. all the time. George Kittle had five targets last night, but it really felt like two. Hmm. Like I get, I understand that he but was that's coming even, back. That's fair. Like this is his first game back. Like this is, I mean, but he's, they said he was trying to go back week one. I'm sure he was. The man's a menace, but like you got to ease him back into this. If you're like, and so, and if that is the case, you can't lose him too. You just lost Lance. You got to keep this. You got to lost you gotta Trent Williams. Yeah. And like, I get it. If that's the point, sure. But I do think genuinely yeah. that Kyle Shanahan, for whatever reason, whether he hates Jimmy, whether he doesn't like <laughs> the, what he can do with Jimmy or whether he's just outthinking himself. I think Kyle is really, I mean, dog, Debo Samuel, five carries last night for 1.6 yards. Mm. Do you think that maybe those targets could have been useful going to Kittle? Instead of trying, dude, running Debo last year was genius. It worked mm. fantastic. It was beautiful. And, you know, Debo arguably also had some great runs week one and two. But this time when they needed to score, this defense was ready for it. And I think when that's kind of the, that's the factor here is if you're going to play a good defense, they're going to understand what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And I think Kyle is stubborn. And I don't know that he's actually out here really like adjusting couldn't be my team. Cordero Patterson, elite last year, elite this year. He is, uh, I think he had a career high running the football yesterday um, all over the Seahawks defense. That game was wild. Uh, the, I don't, my teams just don't really punt anymore, Evan Swords. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Tennessee and the Atlanta Falcons, the uh, punting is no longer in uh, in the playbook. But, and Marcus Mariota, uh, he had a bad pick at the end, but Arthur Smith took uh, credit for that. Geno Smith still um, carved up this uh, Falcon secondary for the most of the night. Um, there's a lot of issues. Uh, Casey Hayward had a really, really rough game, and they went at him a lot. Richie Grant, though, pop in, which is great. Uh, the game-sealing interception. Mikael Walker was really good in this one. Rashawn Evans had dropped like two picks. Grady Jarrett coming through at the very end with a – Big time sack. Um, there were some positives. The pass rush still just isn't there. But Drake London, my friend, is so much fun. And Kyle Pitts was targeted early and often. I, I sent in the Atlanta Sports Guys group chat where I was like, oh, Arthur Smith is trolling. The first play of the game was a deep bomb to Kyle Pitts. After the week of like, hey, why aren't you ever targeting Kyle Pitts? What is the deal? Why did you take um, number four overall uh, last year if you're not going to use this guy? First drive was Pitts, 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 Pitts. And it turns out it works. Kyle Pitts is unguardable. Like the fact that there's not a wheel design concept for Kyle Pitts on every drive is silly. There's just no matchup for him most weeks. Um, With you having a Debo and a uh, George Kittle, you're familiar with uh, uh, just matchup problems for a lot of teams where it's like if they don't have a, a body who can stay with this person, you need to be prioritizing that week over week. And there's just not going to be many people in this league who can keep up with Kyle Pitts and do what he does. But Marietta was fine. He took a lot of chances. He's taking more deep shots than I thought he would to this point in the year. Um, I still don't think he's long for the starting job. But no. look, this was uh, this is a big win. Uh, this team's fighting hard. They're resilient. They could have folded after brutal uh, t- losses. I mean, the come from behind win and then just what they did with the Saints the week prior. I mean, there's a case that they're 2-0 and at the very least, 1-1, and and they could be 2-1 and right now. So 
I don't know. Uh, better spot. The mean win average is like 6.7 or something like that last time I checked. So if they get to 6 and 11, somewhere around there, that would not surprise me. But then you're like, oh, are we going to miss out on all the top quarterbacks because they're going to win just enough games to uh, not get a Bryce or a CJ Stroud? I don't know. But... I mean, you saw how bad the Seahawks have played against the 49ers and now this team. Yeah. I don't think that you guys are playing the Fort, the Seahawks every single week. So mm. I, I expect Marcus to, to continue the tradition of doing just well enough to almost win. And I think, I think that top pick is very close to you guys. I don't know. There's still some positives. There is, I mean, Cordero running the ball the way he did was great, but Drake London is going to be a star. Like Drake London is so much freaking fun, man. And if Calvin Ridley was available, this offense would be rather dangerous, uh, rather dangerous. Um, how should Bears fans feel, Evan Swartz? After three weeks, they're two and one, and it's been awful for this offense. Like, this offense is quite bad. And there's been like this, well, let's see. Let's wait and see on Justin Fields. Let's let's wait and see on this. They're not throwing the ball at all. They have this is amazing. They have thrown 45 pass attempts this season. The fewest through three games since the 1982 New England Patriots when they threw 44. They're winning this way. You've already played the Bears once. You played in the monsoon. But, like, if you're a Bears fan, are you feeling good about the wins? Are you feeling good about Matt Eberflus? Are you concerned that, like, there's something more here? Justin Fields, there has to be an issue. Because everyone's throwing. Josh Allen's throwing 70 times. You have... Guys, all around the league, everyone's just throw, 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 even if they're not available. Joe Flacco's slinging it 50 times, and here's Justin Fields. 45 pass attempts in three weeks. I mean, what do you feel, What are you feeling if you're a Bears fan right now? I mean, the Bears were never going to be competitive this year. So, like, the idea that they were – I mean, the, the, the 49ers – you know, lost in a, in a rainstorm, mm. the, the bears were able to score the, when it stopped raining. Like yeah. Darnell Mooney is supposed to be their, their ex receiver, right? Mm. He had six targets, two receptions, 23 yards. Now, is that Justin? Is that Mooney? Is it a little bit of both? Who knows? But when your ex receivers doing that and you got 20 carries to a running back, mm. like, your defense better be able to handle it. If you run the ball that much, it's because you're hoping that your defense is able to keep them off the field. Mm. So I, I don't, once again, similar to the Falcons, I don't know if the bears are going to be able to play the uh, Texans uh, or in a rainstorm, uh, yeah. you know, for that many more games. But yeah, I mean, I have people that I respect that, that say fields has looked just awful uh, playing football. You know, I, the, the best plays that he had against the 49ers were runs yeah. So I get it. Um, but he was never set up for success in the first place. You know, I made the joke to my buddy who's a Bears fan. So I was like, blow it up. And he's like, we did last year. Literally, yeah. we blew it up. And I was like, yeah, you know. Um, and I think, I don't know. You know, I, I look I look at players like Trey Lance, who even though we didn't see a lot, you know, he had everything going for him. And I just don't feel like that Kyle was giving him the right game plan. And he wasn't successful in the short time he was mm. here plus yet last year. So, you know, even when you have everything, if you don't use them correctly, you can have issues. Justin Fields has nothing on that team worth, you know, writing home about. And mm -hmm. who knows how his coach is playing. I, I'm not out on Justin Fields yet. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm furious that they've already won two games. You want that draft pick. 
but you already have a quarterback. So, you know, in a in a quarterback heavy draft class that is coming up, I do believe I mean, are we sure they have a quarterback? I do. I think so. Justin Fields is a fantastic guy. You got to give him time. It's Quote, been- this is what he said after the game to Courtney Cronin of ESPN. Quote, straight up, I just played, I don't want to say the A word, but I played like trash. Really just got to be better. But I mean, you know, we love a self-aware king. Yeah. We do. I want Justin Fields, a local Atlanta kid, went to, I think, Harrison High School back home. Like, I want Justin Fields to succeed. He completed 8 of 17 passes for 106 yards. He took five sacks in this game. They're two picks. It's the Texans. It's year two. The Texans have, I think, a sneaky good defense this year, so I'm not surprised Mm. that they were able to get five sacks. Um, But, yeah, once again, another thing that I don't know that we're talking about enough is every year, the first Mm. two or three games in the NFL, nothing makes sense. Everything's sloppy. People are just still getting ready. I think that's the most this year that it's ever been. Like, mm-hmm. there are plenty of teams right now that have winning records that are bad teams. There are plenty of teams with losing records that are that are good teams. I, you know, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. The only thing that does make sense is that the really bad teams are bad. Yeah, um, I mean, some teams really had to save their years. Like the Colts are almost in do or die. Like they were in do or die time and had to really scrape by against the Chiefs. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, the Raiders falling to zero and three. Um, we'll pour one out for your Los Angeles Chargers, where I might need to cut up my tape for our preseason prediction pods and everything I've said about the Chargers and what's going on in Los Angeles. The Theo and Evan team up conversation from a few weeks ago. I was like, I just, let's see them healthy for a full year. Let's see it happen. Rayshon Slater, gone for the year. Elite left tackle, gone for the year. JC Jackson's been out. I mean, Derwin, you go up and down the list. Herbert's now banged up. I mean, it's just there's something cursed about the Los Angeles Chargers. And every year, we're like, yeah, if we can turn off injuries, yeah, buy the Chargers stock. Right. But it's just, it's not going to happen. Like, the Chargers are just... It's not happening, Evan. And I feel bad for your guy, Justin Herbert, because he had another insane throw in this one um, in the beatdown, the Jaguars, where Trevor Lawrence is now just very much a top 10 quarterback in this league. And uh, it's pretty amazing, like the the crimes that Urban Meyer and that staff committed last year with Trevor Lawrence, because this is how good he is immediately um post urban wire is insane but goodness but gracious. is it a crime or is it the best thing that literally could have happened to him hmm is like it experiencing the best, that best thing that literally could have happened to him because here we are mm-hmm. and yo everyone made fun of the christian kirk signing. i did it i said it raised the floor like they I mean, raised the floor right Zay but Jones, everyone, all those guys yeah everyone made fun of it and the man has has been one of the best receivers in the league yeah uh, you know, and much as I want to talk about how you, you know, yeah, the, I'll, we, I want to talk about how the Chargers, it, it does suck, right? Slater, Bosa, I mean, dude, fire that head coach tomorrow after mm. making Justin Herbert go in and throw forty-five times, playing but into also, the fourth why was quarter, he still down the game? twenty-one, yeah. twenty-one points, down twenty-one points, <laughs> and he's playing in that game. So absolutely, yeah, I don't know Justin why Herbert shouldn't have even played in that game. Take the L, yeah. But no, of course they got. I mean, how how much worse off is Justin Herbert going to be now after he threw forty five times <laughs> with broken ribs? So I I totally agree. 
Uh, but I, I think my point was how much I would like to talk about the Jaguars. Mm. I, I mean, what I said something, and I said it, and I meant it. I said that my likely, my most likely uh, player out of the quarterbacks that got drafted for failing was Trevor Lawrence, and the reason why mm. was because the organization. Mm. And then, of course, they go out and they bring Urban Meyer, and what is the worst thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life? Mm-hmm. And then they they recalibrate, right? They bring in Doug Peterson, who is one of the safest head coaching hires. He's got a history with working with Nick Foles, won a Super Bowl. They bring in another person to co-GM, essentially, to fix the bulk mess that bulky mess that it is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, you know, it's like I was right, but you were too, where it was like they really did destroy him from an organizational standpoint, but then they immediately fixed it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I'm excited. I want, I want guys like, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I want guys like Andrew Luck. I want guys like that to have the, you know, the ability to thrive and be the person that we think they are pre, you know, pre-draft. And Trevor Lawrence looks like he, he is. James Robinson came off an ACL tear, or excuse me, an Achilles tear. James Robinson's one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's the only running back that's had a touchdown in every single game so far this year. Travis Etienne, pretty good blocker. He's actually doing not only a great job as a runner, but he's also doing a great job as a passer. Three for 30, averaging 10 yards of reception. I mean, these things are working out for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for him. I, I would love to see Trevor Lawrence thrive. And I think the Jaguars, uh, if any team in the NFL deserves to be a competitive team, it's the Jaguars, man. That Miles Jack year that they had in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that they had to go to the playoffs with Blaine Gabbert, like, dog, they deserve Blake this. Bortles. Same thing. <laughs> if, how um, dare you assume that they're not the same thing? Uh, wasn't Gabbert a Niner at one point? 49ers legend Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, was that a Chip Kelly year? Was that a Chip Kelly era? Yeah, that was the he was the backup to Colin Kaepernick. There you go. Um Trevor had a just a beautiful throw late to uh to Marvin Jones, put him up thirty eight ten. I mean, you mentioned ETN, he's healthy, he's been great. James Robinson is just the best running back that no one talks about. Like he everything is just working. Like everything. Trevor Lawrence is just I mean <sighs> Through three games, 70 of 111, 772 yards, six TDs, one pick. Like, I think you look at this and you're just like, he he threw 12 total TDs last year. He's already at six. His quarterback rating is 103.1. He's completing 70% of his passes in year two. I mean, he's Peyton. Like, he is Peyton without the personality uh, in Jacksonville. And that is just, the Jaguars lucked out where I was like, they didn't overthink it. And they get Trayvon Walker, um, who's going to be a star for them for years to come. Uh, Tyson Campbell had a really good game for Jacksonville in this one. Their corner, who a lot of folks were like, oh, they reached on Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. He's been great. I don't know. Everything is coming up Jacksonville right now. And, I mean, are they the favorite for you in the AFC South? I mean, I will say this. They are absolutely going to compete for the AFC South. But, like, as bad as the Colts played week one and two – you don't you don't go in and beat the Chiefs and at least have us I mean we at least have to go okay well you know let's wait So you're not even see. throwing the Titans in the conversation anymore. 
I never was. I told you that. Yeah, I said well, that from your best friend's Titans guy. I was giving you an opportunity to make I him was, up. Tr- I was trying to tell him to join the 40. Mm. He could be a 49ers fan. I've been telling him that for years. Yeah. No, but no, absolutely not. The Titans will never go anywhere with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. He never will. Mm. I mean, I'd argue that they should have just kept Mariota the whole time, never never done anything with Tannehill. I mean, and they got just... number one seed with Tannehill. Number one seed in the AFC last Did, year. Uh, yeah, and how are they doing this year? I mean, yeah, I mean, they... it's all – hey, it's all falling down. Like, it's all coming apart. But he – it's just – it's really hard to win with those kind of guys for a sustained period of time in the NFL. And I think just the buck is due for a guy like Ryan Tannehill. And Trevor Lawrence is here. Um, David Smills is obviously not the guy in Houston. We're figuring that out. Um, and Matt Ryan getting back on track in Indianapolis. And we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Titans, though, they did beat the Raiders, and the Raiders are now the only 0-3 team in the NFL. Uh, shout out to my coworkers, uh, Darren Waller and Max Crosby. They deserve better here at Blue Wire because they uh, – Max Crosby, I have a stat for you. He has a uh, – he had a sack and four hurries um, and just 25 pass rush snaps in this one against uh, the Titans, which came down the last minute. Max uh, Collins or Hollins? I forget which one it was. Uh, Mac Hollins or Collins? I can't remember which one, if it's Collins or Hollins. I'm just going to keep saying that really fast. Um, but he was really great in this one. But, I mean, they the Raiders, this is bonkers from Raiders beat. They do not have a sack from anyone outside of Max Crosby through three games. I mean, that's that's rough, man. It's just... The Raiders, I mean, you're in this is this is bad. The Raiders are now and honestly just the AFC West that we were so wondering. It's like, are they gonna get three playoff teams? I don't know if this is an overreaction, Evan, but like they're gonna be lucky they're just gonna get their one, it looks like. Because the Broncos, I don't know how anyone is feeling good about Nathaniel Hackett and this Broncos offense through three weeks. I don't know how anyone's feeling good about the Chargers injuries and what's happening to them right now. Raiders are 0-3. We know how hard it is to climb out of that hole, um, starting that way. It's really just the Chiefs by default. The AFC West might just already be a dumpster fire. I mean, the 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 Broncos' defense is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is good. And I will say this. I can confidently say this, that I am right, that Russell Wilson played one of his worst football games ever last night. Was that but, because of the Niners' number one defense, in your opinion, or do you think he looks different? He's just on the back so end of his career. That's the thing. I think it was the Niners' defense because mm. what I will say is a guy who has been tormented by Russell Wilson for the better part of a decade. Mm. I saw last night at the end of the game that same Russell Wilson that is always there lingering. And as mm. long as that guy is in that body, as long as that guy exists – I I'm not I'm not counting the Broncos out, especially with that defense. I I said it before. I'll say it again. The beginning of the season is weird, mm-hmm. and Hackett is a bad coach. I think that's very mm. obvious. Uh, he's way in over his head. They were trying to get Aaron Rodgers there, so they hired Hackett as like a, I guess a, I don't know maybe a a, a a bargaining chip, but nah, he's in over his head. Um, I think the better or the sooner that they let Russell Wilson just kind of take over the better. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know that they're going to be as dominant as I thought they were, but like, dog, that defense is good. I mean, a defense that has Bradley Chubb on it. And I was just like, 
enthralled with everybody else on the defense. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they played fantastic. And, I mean, dude, we know how good Russell Wilson can do with a good defense. So, you know, having Kwan Williams, that's a great thing. But Randy Gregory, man, Randy Gregory looks fantastic next to, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb. So, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm not, I'm not counting the Packers out yet. No, for sure. Um, no, not Packers. The Broncos. Sorry. Yeah, I mean they're. I mean the Raiders are just done. I I don't know. It, like this just looks like an absolute mess. Devontae Adams, uh, seven catches for forty eight yards the last two weeks. I mean. By by the way, I what did I say? You were right about the Raiders. Um. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I didn't like, have the money in the division. I just said that they had the highest floor. Where I was like, I just don't see them just being bad. I didn't but, see a case for them being bad. They're bad. Well, I mean, also, too, can we talk about how many times Josh McDaniels has has threatened these poor teams about coming <laughs> out and being a head coach? And Indianapolis almost almost made that mistake. And then here yeah. we are. And the Raiders finally signed this. You know, finally, Josh McDaniels comes out to be a head coach. And he looks terrible. Mm. Like, like, how many wins would the Raiders have right now if they would have kept kept the special teams coach, interim head coach? I don't know. That's tough. They played That's harder it. for him than they do Josh McDaniels. I mean, Patrick Graham, I think, is he's the one who needs to be feeling some heat a little bit right now. The 0-3, because, I mean, Derek Carr hasn't been great, but the offensive line's been bad, and that's been a big part of this. But I... Mm, you, Max Crosby cannot be the only one generating any pressure. Like, that cannot be it. And they have too many weapons on offense to be where they're at. I mean... Raiders, man, it's uh, it's a, it's rough. Um, I didn't have Josh McDaniels first coach fire, but they also brought in Ziegler. Uh, the they just brought in a bunch of Pats guys. Like I think he's safe for a while. I don't think uh, he's. Uh, and speaking of the, you you mentioned the Packers. I think that's where the special teams coach went, right? Isn't uh, Rich Brasica yeah. the special teams coach over there in uh, Green Bay? Um, another thing. Baltimore Ravens, uh, Doug Keed, who does a great job for PFF, had a really good piece um, on the Ravens beating down the Pats on the road yesterday. Uh, he said, quote, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback is the first player in the in NFL history with back-to-back games of over 100 yards rushing and at least three touchdown passes. He's the first player uh, in the Super Bowl era with 10-plus passing touchdowns and 100-plus rushing yards in the first three games of a season. He joins Cam Newton and Randall Cunningham as the only players in NFL history to throw four touchdown passes and rush for 100 yards in a single game. Yeah. He's, I mean, is he your MVP leader right now? Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to ask that, I would ask who is on your list of MVP leaders? Uh, Right now, I would say, I mean, Trevor Lawrence on this list right now. The Jaguars win the AFC South. Are we sure we can't throw Trevor Lawrence out? Um, I would probably go. Let me think. Um, definitely not Tom Brady. Probably Josh Allen. The Eagles is tough because Jalen Hurts probably deserves to be on this, but like that's just a whole team effort. Um, you could sell me on Chester and Jefferson being on this list. Uh, Lamar, obviously. 
So, so let me just say this. Trevor Lawrence. To me, Lamar Jackson is above, is number one for me. Yeah. For MVP. Right now. And I think if you're only going off week three, um, I can see Aaron Rodgers getting back into that conversation because he always is. There's um, just, it's just hard. He's won, what, two? Two in a row? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it's hard. Hard to see that. But the, I mean, Hertz is playing fantastic, but that's yeah. he's just not the best player on that team, let right. alone the MVP of the league. Like Devontae Smith, I don't know if you saw some of the catches he was bringing in yesterday. Devontae Smith was insane. And do look, you, this is, do you understand as a 49ers fan how hmm. absolutely frustrating <laughs> it is to see Devontae Smith and AJ Brown kill it, mm. and also have Dallas Godert, who's a you know a pretty pretty decent. Uh, tight end. He's a good tight end. He's top ten. Right. Very, very much so. Agree. But like, do you understand how frustrating it is to see that with Jalen Hurts, who's supposed to be a decent at best quarterback? Like, why can't like Kyle Shanahan is a offensive genius? Mm-hmm. Why can't he use his players? Do you think that George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk on any other team? Don't you think even if the quarterback sucked, they'd still find a way to give him the ball? Mm. Like you, that's, I look at the I look at the Eagles, and I see Devontae Smith just killing it. I see mm-hmm. AJ Brown killing it. I'm like, dog, like the 49ers should have that. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's a bit frustrating. I will say though, the discourse with Lamar. I think people still just miss this for whatever reason. Is that like, oh, pay the man. How is this man not get, pay him? Whatever he wants. I don't think it's about this year. It's always been about the the time. It's always been about the years. It's always been about the guaranteed money. Where Lamar is doing insane stuff. He took he's starting and stopping. Like there were some plays in this game where it's like you could easily see just a bad injury come about with how much he's running the football and the kind of start stop nature and just getting older and injuries happen it's gonna happen unfortunately like one of the for the way he plays which is elite and you can win a super bowl in this window with him the issue is not now the issue is three years from now the issue is two years from now where when it's over for lamar it's over the door shuts quickly you under any circumstances never you can never not extend your franchise quarterback because of the fear of injuries. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's no way. You don't get that luxury. And honestly, shout out to Lamar Jackson for saying, okay, go ahead. I'll play anyways. Because right now, I mean, look at him. Mm-hmm. You know what, I'm <laughs> what did you think about his last game and overall the last season he's had? Lamar? For just this past one against the Pats? Yeah. I mean, he's got 10 touchdowns, two two interceptions. I mean, Lamar is... I said before the year, I had the Ravens win this division. I thought this was going to be a big-time season for him. I thought Lamar was going to... I mean, this was my Super Bowl pick, remember, on the pod. I had the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Like, I saw this coming. But I also was just that, like, man, this is going to end quick. And, I mean, he does some fun stuff with Mark Andrews. He had this, like, shovel pass touchdown that was super cool with Mark in this one. And they have a great connection. He found uh, DuVernay in a crazy uh, goal line fade that was just perfect placement. Like, he's an elite passer, elite runner with the football. But he's undersized. And he runs a lot. And it's helpful because he wins a lot of football games using everything in his arsenal. But everything in his arsenal 
is going to eventually come back to bite him. Like that's just how this game works. Is eventually it will come back to bite him. Does that mean it won't? It, it's going to happen now or next year? No. Is it going to happen within like a four-year time span? Yeah, probably. Um, but this year you go in a Super Bowl with him. Next year still good. But like you're just playing with fire with this style and with Lamar's body and just the way he plays. Like I love Lamar Jackson. He was my MVP choice before the year. Had him in the Super Bowl. I just I understand the concern of like this does not end well when it ends and it's going to end abruptly and we just don't know when. I mean, I get it. I understand the concept, but like it's just not a fair discourse for Lamar. Lamar Jackson continues to play at the highest level humanly possible. Yeah. And he should have just gotten the money like two to three years ago. Like I would have just done the years and just paid him super early, like done I, in the Kyler thing. <laughs> but that's, but that's like my point, right? It's like everyone is giving him the worst case scenario for these talks and discussions and circumstances about him getting paid. And all he does is go out on the field and be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And yeah. here we, and here we go. Everyone is like, Oh, you know, Oh man, what are we going to do here? Like, you know how he's going to get himself injured. Well, it's like, I mean, he, you know, once again, 740 yard, nine yards passing, averaging 8.5 yards a carry, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions in week three. Like, I mean, he's going to run for a thousand yards again. He ran for a thousand yards two years ago. Like that's eventually going to catch up to him. Like it just is. I mean, I get it, but like, it's, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, once again, like, look at, like, week three. Or, excuse me, week one. Like, he ran 17 yards. Yeah. And he threw for three touchdowns. Like, I, I understand the concern. But as a guy who just watched Trey Lance run an identical play, but straight mm-hmm. into the middle of the, you know, the team. And then yesterday, like, I shout out uh, to Ted Wynn uh, of The Athletic, who pointed mm-hmm. this out. Lamar ran the exact same play that got Trey Lance hurt. Mm. But instead of running it straight in there, he recognized what was going on, bounced out, and took it for 15 yards. Mm. And, you know, Trey Lance is injured for, and out for the season now for things that we're thinking or worried about Trey, about Lamar Jackson doing. And, you know, Lamar needs to get credit. He is, he is protecting his body, sliding when he needs to slide, and he's also dunking on every single defense that he plays against, throwing the ball all over the field. Pay the man. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. Was there any other thing we needed to hit across the board? Do you have any other? Uh, Mac Jones needs to stop throwing Devontae Parker. He has like three picks when targeting Devontae Parker this year. Two in this game alone. Stop doing it. Uh, there's something with the Devontae Parker discourse where Evan, it just he always seems like a good fit. He's a great theoretical player. All, we've always all liked Devontae Parker. We're like, oh, if he just gets the right quarterback, right system, Devontae, it's going to work out. Never, I mean, it's never going to happen. Devontae Parker was the guy that I always wanted the 49ers to draft. See, everyone wants him. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. I mean, he was on the 49ers team. Don't forget that. Yeah. For, well, speaking of the legend. 49ers, last thing on that. Your boy, Mike McDaniel, 3-0. and I, I texted on. you about this because yeah. I was like, the ending of the Dolphins, I mean, Ken Dorsey losing his mind, breaking the, the play sheet and losing his mind up, upstairs. 49ers legend. Oh my God! Um, another former 49er, but Mike McDaniel, three and zero. Do we have to have the Dolphins are the best team in the AFC conversation, Evan? I mean, nothing makes me rem- reminisce of the 49ers and Jim Harbaugh quite like Mike McDaniel right now. Mm. 
You look at Mike McDaniel, who goes in with a team that has the talent, that has a quarterback that no one believed in, and he walks in and he goes, I believe in you, mm. and I think this team can compete. And I think there's something to say about coaches who – like this was my overall thought so far on Mike McDaniels. Mm. If you're going to be an asshole like Bill Belichick, you better win, right? And if you're going to be nice to players, you better be smart enough – Right. To actually be able to coach a team. But you can't be one or the other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't Mm. be an asshole and not win games. Right. But here's Mike McDaniel, who's one of the nicest guys in football, super positive, believes in his players, gives them the benefit of the doubt, goes for it on fourth down because I believe in my players. And he also is incredibly smart and knows how to scheme football games. And guess what? It works. Mm. And and I think that's it's a dangerous combination. And because, you know, hey, man, if Tua doesn't work, they've got two first round draft picks ready to make a move for a quarterback. Yeah. But if he does work, they might, have some, they might have a steal. That's a good football team. Yeah. I think the thing with them is they need to gobble up as many regular season games as possible. Like, you don't want Tua in this group uh, going to Buffalo or Baltimore or Kansas City or something in mid January. That's, that's the thing, is you want to be the number one overall seed or you want to buy. You want to be. I, the Dolphins need to gobble up as many regular season wins as possible. But the defense is legit. Holland's a star. Um, I mean, as Khaleesi the dog makes an appearance for the first time in the podcast in the it's background. So shout out to YouTube.com slash Jason's podcast. You can see her. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think the Dolphins are legit. Like, the AFC tiers right now, I think the ones we can be certain about will be here in January. I think it's the Let Chiefs. Let's, let me remind you of yeah. that. The Chiefs, like you mentioned, the Bills, of course, right? Ravens. Some, the, the teams that we thought. Well, mm. here's the Miami Dolphins schedule following going 3-0. Uh-huh. The Bengals, the Jets, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, Texans, 49ers, Chargers, Bills, Packers, and the Patriots. That's what you want. That's a 12-win team if things go yeah. right. That's a 12-win team. They might be the number one seed in the AFC. That's might huge. Be the, they have to get that. This Anything's might be possible the 49ers and Harbaugh all over again. They might blow everyone out of the water. They might win all these games, playing smart football, taking care of the ball, good defense, and they might win the AFC. Is that part of the issue, though, that's under-talked about, is just losing McDaniel, Sala, all these dudes on the staff the last couple of years? Do you think that's an underplayed part of this? About the 49ers? Yeah, just like losing that much coaching talent in a short amount of time. No, I don't. Because the de- I mean, losing solid, the defense is playing out of their mind. Yeah. The, the defense is fantastic. And I mean, you know, shout out to D'Amico Ryans. I was not, I wasn't, I did not, you know, believe in him. But I was cautiously optimistic about any player coming in and becoming a defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, former player. Now, the offense, though, there was always talk. Mm-hmm. About how Mike McDaniel might have like forced his hand to get Kyle to do things that he might not want to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people talked about how Mike McDaniel is one of the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fans in the NFL. Hmm. And he's gone now. There's no one else. Right? Anthony Lynn is not com- combating with, with, you know, Kyle Shanahan. And yeah. he, Anthony Lynn is just hanging out waiting for his next head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Right, that that running game does not look great. 
that offensive room is just remember some Broncos at some point or another. Brian Greasy, Anthony Lynn. Remember these Broncos? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, dude, the running game is the one thing that I want everyone to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert, right? Matt Breida. These are running backs that haven't done much since they've left, right? But they were insanely good under Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. Mm. Now here they go. Two years in a row, they draft a running back in the second or third round. Tyrion Davis-Price, right? Certain little guy who no longer plays for the team, Trey Sermon, of the Ohio State University. They're not seeing the field, especially Trey Sermon. The running back, I mean, they got Jeff Wilson, who has been just, you know, a jag, just another guy for the last five seasons being a really, like, good backup. The, the the running game, especially under Trey Lance week one, statistically looks good. They mm-hmm. run the ball over 100 yards. There's nothing dynamic about them. There's mm-hmm. nothing exciting. No one is is afraid of the 49ers running game. So do I think that Robert Sala was a big big loss? Nah, that he's not doing much in the Jet, with the Jets team. But, but Mike McDaniels just might be because that running game don't look good. There you go. Um, Evan, it's time for your two-minute Soward's hot take. It's time. Uh, the regular season's back. It's time for Sword Says. What, uh, what do you got for us this week? Dog, I, I touched on it earlier, but I want to emphasize this again for the 49ers fans that watch this podcast on YouTube.com mm-hmm. or listen to the podcast. You don't know <laughs> what Kyle Shanahan is doing just because you watch film Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have the slightest clue what you're looking at. I'm so tired. I mm. swear to God, Chase. I swear to God. I watched today. I watched some fan, a fan, mm-hmm. sh- a fan, not a professional, not a coach, never mm. played football, does not try to, to be like, Jimmy stared down the receiver. <laughs> Jimmy stared him down. It was a two-step drop back. The literal time before release of the ball was two seconds. No quarterback on earth is looking away safeties with their eyes in a two-second release. It's never happened before. It'll never happen again. People are like, Trump, other quarterbacks do it. Jimmy always stares down the receiver. I Just to make a point, went and watched every snap of Tom Brady against the Packers. And literally never didn't stay. He was always staring the receiver down, except for like a couple throws where he was doing a four, four and a half step drop back. Like, I'm tired of fans. You know, you want to go do the work? Cool. You want to read the books? You want to watch film? You want to talk, you know, like pick the brains of people that you know that know the stuff? Fine. But you, you can't in the same sentence say that Kyle Shanahan is one of the smartest play callers in the NFL and that also you know what the hell you're looking at. I'm just, it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that like, you know, they're like, oh, Jimmy, oh, Jim, like Kyle Shanahan is the most stubborn head coach in the NFL. And the idea that like he's out there just like, hey, Jimmy, you know, throw whoever you want. Throw to whoever you think might get open. No, Kyle is looking at Jimmy every time before the snap with a knife in his hand going, if you throw it to anyone other than who I tell you to, I will stab you. I, and I, and, but like you have these fans that are like, oh, oh, why isn't he throwing to Debo? Debo was open. Probably because he was told to do, to do it, to throw it to Kittle, period. 
I just, I, I don't know. It's a very, very specific thing for a very specific football team. But I'm just tired of these armchair quarterbacks going that, that, that don't know anything about football other than, you know, whatever. And they watch film and they're like, oh, look at this. This player is open. It's like, there's no one on earth that knows who the ball was supposed to go to other than the people on that team. And mm. you don't just because you see a player open does not mean that that was the first or second read. Not that I, ha- I you know, it's not like I have an emotional opinion right. uh, or, or about it or anything like that. It's just, you know, thoughts. That was good. I like that. Do you feel better? No, absolutely no. not. These people are insane. <laughs> you know what's funny? And I, I mean, to, to put a bow on it, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo played terrible last night. There's mm. a million things that you could complain about or critique, but not that. I like it. Uh, Evan, are you ready for our pick this week? Our Screw the Lions week four edition. Sure am. Two minutes on the clock. Let's run through this, my friend. All right. So we got week four. Mm-hmm. Dolphins versus Bengals Thursday night. <sighs> Looks a lot better than it did a week ago. Um, now the Bengals bounce back in a big way. Uh, they figured some stuff out. Joe Burrow did a lot better against the Blitz this weekend. Um, the Jets were just what the doctor ordered there for uh, Cincy. Where is this one? This one is in Cincinnati. Oof. Um, I'm going to go Cincinnati here in a little bit of an upset and to come back down to earth moment for the Dolphins. I think this is a tough uh. one. I, you know, I got to say, I feel bad for you, man, but your boy looks terrible this, this season. Burrow was back. He was dealing this Sunday. He was I, back. I, dog, there are three games in Herbert this NFL season. Herbert had to fall for Burrow to rise. Like, it was just one of those things. I, I mean, I get it, man, but, like, there's three games in this NFL season so far, and if I'm going based off of all three of those games, mm. I'm taking the Dolphins, baby, 4-0. After mm. that, Vikings and Saints – uh, a sneaky good game, but also maybe not. No, because Jameis has like every broken bone imaginable and is still playing football uh, week over week and not playing it well. So I don't really understand what's going on in New Orleans. It seems kind of counterintuitive to keep playing Jameis when he's this banged up. But um, and like all the armor they're putting on him to get through uh, a game, which he has just not played well. The Saints offense stinks. Uh, Kamara and company have not gotten going whatsoever. The Vikings, huge come from behind. They should not have won that game uh, on Sunday against the Lions. Some really bad late game coaching from uh, Detroit. And then uh, Jared Goff not driving down the field two-minute drill and winning that one. But, uh, no, give me the Vikings here, I think. Uh, also, it just being in the dome is, is nice for many. But, yeah, give me give me the Vikings. Cool. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings, too. Uh, I told, I said, you know, along the way that I thought there was a chance that the Vikings could compete uh, for the Packers in that division. Still do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cousins was balling week three. Uh, that that aside, Browns and Falcons. Uh, I don't know if I like this game. You're the Falcons guy. What do you think? I mean, Jacoby Brissett had the best game of his career last Thursday, and they get a lot of time off. I mean, what might change some of this? And it's not good and i don't know how to really talk about it because we don't really know we just know he's okay he's just in the hospital treating it but miles garrett like flipped his car today multiple times uh, did you see the photo of it yeah like look pretty bad um so we'll see what his availability and what he's looking like because i mean that's a huge uh determining factor in how i see this game going for the falcons and their offensive line especially but i think 
man, the Falcons are going to lose this game, but it's going to be close. The Falcons are going to keep playing these close games. They're going to be in it. And then Jacoby Brissett does just enough to beat the Falcons uh, late. So give me the Browns, but I think this will be close, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. Do they keep? Do they figure out to keep giving Kyle Pitts the ball? I mean, it's really a defense. This defense still sucks. Like it's yeah. uh, it's it's a mess. And Jacoby Brissett just diced up a much better defense than uh, Pittsburgh a week ago. So I I don't believe in the in the Browns, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to see them three and one. But I do think they win this game. I am not gonna lie, man. If the Browns win four games, they're that's good enough for Deshaun Watson to come in. So. I think as much as we all hate Deshaun Watson and the Browns, they might they might be making a deep playoff run this year. Uh, the Commanders and the Cowboys, two teams nobody cares about. Man, that was a rough Carson Wentz game last week. Um, By the way, before you go, I should say the best tweet I think I saw all season mm-hmm. is they said, Cooper Rush better be careful, otherwise he might end up throwing the ball for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I like the Cowboys here. I think the Washington Commanders are an absolute mess. Also, those uniforms really suck. They're so nondescript that those white ones where you have no idea what you're looking at. At least the Washington football team still had the red and yellow that were strong colors, and like they really leaned into the yellow. There's no colors here. Like it's so generic. They're awful. These uniforms are terrible. I yeah, hate. I mean, it. hey, they just changed their team name. I wonder if they maybe figure it out down the line. I hope um, so. It can't be any worse. But other than that, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Cowboys here. I think both teams suck. Uh, Seahawks and Lions. Mm. As a 49ers fan, man, I really hope the Seahawks win because I don't want them to get a quarterback in the draft. Mm. And I think this is a game where they can do it. The Lions, you know, like I said, the Lions keep playing respectable football, but they just can't punch that ticket. I think it's going to be the Lions. I think they have to bounce back. Like, this is do-or-die time, Dan Campbell. This Seahawks team is not very good. And I think the Lions made a lot of progress on defense this, uh, this season. And this should be one they win. Jamal Williams had a really good game. Uh, and we'll see if that, with him, Williams and Swift, if that's uh, legit week over week. But this Seahawks team is not good. Uh, watching them up close is, uh, this is not a good team. And the Lions should win at home. Or Dan but- Campbell should be. Uh, feeling a pretty warm seat is what I'll say there. Uh, The Titans and the Colts. Mm. The Colts are about to uh, go into week four with only one loss. It doesn't look like that because of that tie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that I think that I think the Colts win. This is in Indianapolis in the dome. And uh, yeah, man, I think, I think the Colts win. What about you? I think the Titans win this game. I'm still not convinced by the Colts, man. Like, the Chiefs had a terrible game from hell. Um, they couldn't pass protect. They couldn't run the ball. The Colts' defense is good, but I don't know. I think the Titans survived a little bit. Uh, maybe they turned the corner. Uh, I'm just not going to com- – maybe I can't, like, just completely write off the Titans until it happens. I'm not picking the Colts to get past the Titans hurdle in this division until it actually happens. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Bears and Giants. <sighs> That game's gonna be rough. I don't. I don't want to watch any bit of that. But give me the Giants, man. If the Giants win tonight, we're recording this on Monday Night Football, and I'm at tape, so they could be what four and uh after four weeks. That would be preposterous. But that's definitely in the cards. 
I mean, you know, I, I won't ruin it for you, but I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll no, say this. don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, just save it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go the Giants, but only because I do think the Bears are in for a lot of trouble this year. Yeah. Uh, this is no one on earth week one thought this would be one of the best games of the year, but Jaguars and Eagles. Ooh, the Doug Peterson Bowl. Right? This might like be it. where the Eagles finally slip up a little bit. Trevor Lawrence, this is in Philly, right? Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah. Give me the Jaguars in an upset. The Doug Peterson revenge game. He has a lot of motivation to win this football game, and I think his guys are going to get up for it. I think this will be fun, fun, fun. Um, I will have my eye all over this one, but uh, no, give me the Jags in an upset. I'm going Jaguars too, and I think mm. this might be the coming out party for Trevor Lawrence. He's yeah. already had a fantastic year this year. It's a 10 a.m. game, so it's not like it's in prime time or anything. But mm. I think going in and beating the 3-0 and Eagles while they're as hot as possible, if he plays well enough, we might be going, oh, oh wow, look at him. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the Jaguars as well. And then we will go into another terrible NFL game, the Jets and Steelers. Mm. Um. This is do or die time with uh, Zach Wilson, right? He's back. The Steelers have looked awful offensively with Mitch Trubisky. I wonder if we see Kenny Pickett in this one. Um, but Kenny Pick or Mitch Trubisky has to get right for this one. Um, like it's it's rough uh, the, through three weeks. George Pickens really uh, did not. There was a I think Jarrett Bailey quote tweeted it from earlier. We're very upset at a read that Trubisky made earlier and. Still just too much talent on that offense not to be uh, doing more uh, with Matt Canada and that group. So uh, give me the Steelers at home. But it looks like Zach Wilson might play. So uh, I'm very interested to see how that one goes. But, uh, yeah, give me the Steelers. That's outstanding, man. Uh, next, um, you know, I think – and by the way, I also agree. Mitch Trubisky shouldn't have even been the starter. But it's probably good for the team that he did mm. long long term. Uh, Bills and Ravens, fantastic game. This is going to be fun. Uh, definitely the game of the week uh, for me in Baltimore, but I think this is a Bills get-right game. Uh, losing uh, their safety for the year. Uh, I always get it mixed up. Hyde or Poyer? Was it? It's Hyde, right? Who's out for the year with the, the neck thing. My God, um, yeah. So that's a tough loss for them, but they had a lot of dudes out. Uh, Ed Oliver was out this past week, but... I think they'll get some guys back, and I think uh, think they'll they'll bounce back. I don't think the Bills go on a two-game losing streak here. I think they win in Baltimore. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I would say, I would say that especially with Micah Hyde out for the year, mm. I think I think it's going to be a fantastic game for the Lamar Jackson, mm. and and I'm going for the Ravens. Uh, okay. Chargers and Texans. Who is the quarterback for the Chargers this week? I mean, I think Before. Herbert's still going to play. I hope I hope he's okay to play. Well, it's the uh, Texans, it, so it's just what the doctor ordered. If he is and he's healthy, they are rolling the Texans. I'll take the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. Like you can't. The Texans are awful. Uh, they are an awful football team. So give me give me the Chargers. Uh, by the way, little little update while we're here. Miles Garrett is up and alert and responsive, uh, but no no information on his injuries at this time. Okay. Uh, That's from his agent Nicole Lynn. Uh, Cardinals and Panthers, another sneaky, terrible game. (laughs) 
Cardinals, man. I don't know. It's, I just, I'm reserving all the Cardinals judgment until hot plays. Like Brown was like targeted 40 something percent of the time to this point by Kyler. Um, I just, I want to see what they look like with hop and Brown. Like, let me just get there inerts. Like, let's just get there. Cause the defense has been okay. Like they kept the Rams mostly in check in that one. They forced some big time turnovers. I'm just waiting. Like, give me a little bit more time on the Cardinals, but I think they win this one. The Panthers, that was, uh, the, the saints offense just broken. So give me the Cardinals, uh, a win in Carolina here. Cool. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't stress it enough. These teams are so disappointing on both ends of the spectrum. Panthers are so bad, though. I'm going to take yep. the Cardinals. Patriots and Packers. Woo! This no is Mac gonna, Jones. This is going to be one of the worst losses the Patriots have had in the last decade, I think. Oof. I agree. I think the Packers won big. No Mac Jones especially. Like, I think they get blown out in Lambeau. Uh, the Broncos and Raiders come up next, and I think this is exactly what Russell Wilson needs. Coming off a big win against a good 49ers defense, he gets to play the 0-3 Raiders. I think everyone will be a little less You're going afraid. 0-4 Oakland or 0-4 Vegas? Yeah, what? The Raiders are bad. Dude. I know, not... but I can't do it. I'm not a Broncos Dog. believer. I just am betting against the Broncos until it happens. This, Derek, this needs to end. This needs Derek to end. Derek Carr is going to play a fantastic defense Mm -hmm. josh jacobs has less than 50 yards or excuse me less than 75 yards a game this is not the running game that they need Mm -hmm. in order to be successful they've got no defense right now russell wilson's still got that magic in them they're gonna they're gonna win give me the the raiders i think Owen four is just disastrous they're gonna like i'm not a better duo than chase thomas believing in bad teams Hey, it's what we do. Uh, I, I have years of conditioning with Atlanta and Tennessee. Uh, Chiefs and Bucks for the Sunday night game. Actually, love could that be one. A good, could be a good game. Personally, I think the Chiefs are the better team here. Tom Brady doesn't look that great anymore. I'm not. I'm out on Tom Brady. I think it's here. Everyone oh, wow. is so big on Tom Brady. <clears throat> last, I year, think he's out on right now. That man last, is not having fun. That last year, Tom Brady looked. Good, but the team wasn't good enough to win. Mm. I think it's the same thing this year. Tom Brady can play good football, but he doesn't have the defense that is going to be needed to win these football games. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going Bucks at home, man. I think uh, they bounce back. That defense is legit. They caused all sorts of problems for Aaron Rodgers and that uh, Green Bay team uh, this week, and they were dealing with a lot of injuries. We'll see what gets back. Uh, a full week of Cole Beasley uh, in uh, in practice. We'll see if he makes a difference for them, but. They just need to get healthy. Uh, Julio is out for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I think they just need to get healthy on that side of the ball and get give Gronk a call. Gronk needs to be back sooner rather than later. Um, and then finally, so yeah. that so that your sweet dog can, can you hear you Khaleesi right now the whole time? Amazing. She it's, but it's so, so great. It's so the great. wife is cooking and she smells the the fish, the the salmon I think being cooked she's right like, now and is absolutely losing there. her mind. I don't know why the wife put her in here, but she's uh she's I didn't know you heard this. Okay. Yeah. But but just so we can get her out and moving yes. into happiness, mm-hmm. uh let's go the last game which I have nothing to say about. I will not be making a pick. I don't care. You got to make 40, a pick. 49ers and Rams. I think 49ers, is, right? It's at home. I'm yeah. going to take the Niners. The defense played so well. But my God, dude, if they go one and four or one and three, 
if Jimmy looks bad again, if the running game looks bad again, I'm I'm worried. That's fair. Uh, give me the Niners as well. You, I think, you know the difference is between you and I. I think you just have a lot of respect for the home games. I do. Yeah. I look at it before it. I'm just like, I mean, if you go like 50-50 or less than that, I think you're making a mistake. I, I do have a lot of respect for the home games. And that's fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think from, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm exactly the same. Uh, my, my bread and butter is like seven to 10 or like I want to do seven, at least seven home every week and figure out where I'm going to go uh, on the rip a little bit. Uh, Evan Swartz as we wrap up here. What do the good folks do uh, who are subscribed to this very podcast? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because mm. once I actually have some fairly exciting stuff. Uh, oh, so tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh-huh. I will be hosting from the 49ers website a fan uh, engagement. Uh, it's going to be called live with Evan swords. Oh, and, wow. And I will be on the 49ers team website doing my best to not swear. Like I do on this podcast. Uh, and I'll be answering questions from a live audience of fans online. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll be talking a little bit about next week. I'm going to try and not talk about the last game as much as possible, but Lord knows that will not be easy. So see me out there. How to get unbanned from Twitter, unsuspend Agile. your account, like how to come back from the dead, everything. I'm back. This baby. is going to be amazing. I can't believe they're handing it over to you. That's oh. that's incredible. God, God, Godspeed. <laughs> well, go do that. Uh, lock that in. Uh, you'll be hearing this the day of, so uh, make sure you lock that in and join Evan and all the good folks over there in Niners country. Evan Swords, thank you as always, my friend, and I will talk to you next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.